0: Hi everybody, welcome back to Pagan Preaching. As always, I am your host, Ethne, and the only real announcement I have is just happy Black History Month. As usual, Black Lives Matter, and be sure to support Black-owned businesses, and always remember to not be a white supremacist. Anyway, from today's subject title, obviously you can see that we're covering Bastet, and there will be a meditation later on in today's episode, So if you'd like to participate in that, be sure to get yourself in a comfortable position. And as per usual, feel free to set up a worship space to Bastet so you can worship along with me. Things to include would be catnip, carnelian, frankincense, jasmine incense, and candles with warm colors like yellow, orange, or red. So according to the Rosicrucian Egyptian Museum, Bastet is the cat-headed Egyptian goddess of protection, pleasure, and the bringer of good health. Also, according to the worldhistory.org website, she is the goddess of the home, domesticity, women's secrets, cats, fertility, and childbirth. Bastet was the daughter of Isis and Ra, sister of Sekhmet, wife of Ptah, and the mother of Mijos. And those of you that listened to the Ra episode may remember the boat that Ra rides in to move the sun across the sky. And Basta is not only a passenger in said boat, but also protects her father during his journey by day and by night, she changes her form into that of a cat to protect Ra from Apep, the enemy that he fights after the sun has set. Here's a passage from the Rosicrucian website that says, quote, due to her protective duties, she was nicknamed the Lady of the East, goddess of the rising sun and the sacred and all seeing eye. She is also known as the Goddess of the Moon, and was thought to be the Eye of the Moon and the Eye of Ra. Bastet is still worshipped today, and her protection is believed by some to be cast over modern cats." Quote. And the meaning of Bastet's name is still contested, though it was widely believed to mean something along the lines of She of the Ointment Jar, which is indicative of her association with healing and protective ointments. In the early days of her worship, Bastet was represented with the head of a lioness similar to Sekhmet, but as history progressed, the story of Sekhmet became more ferocious and aggressive while Bastet's became more docile, and thus she was depicted with the head of a cat instead to symbolize her gentle nature. And though Bastet is more gentle than Sekhmet, she was still feared by the ancients as a powerful goddess, and that fear is illustrated by her two titles or two of her titles, the Lady of Dread and the Lady of Slaughter. Not that Bastet will exact her wrath on just anyone. According to myth, Bastet only punishes evildoers and abusers. Bastet is known as a protector because she is a member of an elite group of gods known as the Eye of Ra. Bastet is also a manifestation of the solar and in some sources lunar eyes, which further protect Ra during his journeys. And furthermore, Bastet was the protector of Lower Egypt and the pharaohs of Lower Egypt. Yet, aside from her protective nature, Bastet is also associated with fertility and motherhood, which is why she is often shown holding an ankh, the symbol of life. To the ancient Egyptians, house cats protected the fields and the home from vermin, but they were also revered for their impressive fertility. Since Bastet is depicted as having the head of a house cat, she carries with her all of the noble traits that the ancient Egyptians associated with cats, and in turn, cats became a sacred and worshipped household animal. Cats were so sacred to Bastet that when a family's cat passed on, the entire family would shave off their eyebrows in mourning, and the mummified remains of these cats were often transported to the city of Bubastis, where her primary cold was located. And now that I've introduced Bastet, I'd like to begin the worship of today's episode, starting with a brief meditation to meet Bastet. I'd like for you just to close your eyes and make sure you are completely comfortable either sitting or laying. Once you're in a good spot, let's begin by taking three deep breaths in through the nose and audibly out the mouth. First breath, breathe in completely, Starting in your lower belly, and filling up all the way to your chest. When the breath has reached your collarbones, go ahead and release it along with any tension or stress. Second breath, breathing all the way in and up. Really fill your torso and feel gratitude for the air in your lungs. And release it all at once through your mouth, noticing the little hissing sound that your exhale makes. And here we go, last breath. Don't get lazy. (laughs) Finish out strong with a nice deep breath. And now let that breath go. Allow it to carry away any remaining negativity. Now I really want to push your ability to visualize. Open your mind's eye and see yourself in ancient Egypt on the banks of the Nile. Notice how you're dressed, if you have any makeup or accessories on. And now, take a closer look at your surroundings. You're on the sandy bank of the Nile River as the sun is just beginning to set. See the light sparkling off the water as the river flows. If you're wearing shoes, kick them off and allow your bare feet to feel the texture of the warm but not burning sand beneath them. Feel the last hours of daylight kiss your skin. It's warm and comforting like a good hug. Now find a comfortable position to lay in the sand. There are no critters that will come to bother you. You are safe and perfectly relaxed as the sand cradles your body. Go ahead and close your mind's eye in your meditation. Focus on the way the sun feels on your skin as you bask in its glory. Listen to the gentle noises of the river next to you. Can you hear men on boats or frogs? What about any whistling through the reeds? Focus on everything you feel on your skin. Focus on the sounds, and now see if there's anything you can smell. Maybe the distinct smell of water and wet sand, or maybe something is cooking in a nearby house. And as you lay, make sure to enjoy your basking. All thoughts and worries can just be acknowledged and released as you take this special time for yourself. Everything else can wait. As you lay, just breathe and notice everything you can. Really immerse yourself in this experience as you become more relaxed with each breath. I'll give you a moment of silence to further notice all the little details of your experience. By now, you're so relaxed that you're just teetering on the edge of consciousness. You would spend the night out here on this bank if you could, but something keeps you from actually falling asleep. You feel a gentle brush against your hand and sit up slowly to see what touched you. As you open your eyes, you notice a kitten rolling around through the sand. It slowly blinks at you while exposing its belly as if to tell you that you two are already friends. You reach out a hand to pet the little kitten, and as you do, you watch it shift from the form of a kitten to the cat-headed, woman-bodied goddess Bastet. The light is really fading now, and you see Bastet kneel next to you and use her magic to start a small fire to keep you warm and provide light. Once the fire is built to her liking, she turns her attention to you. Take this opportunity to behold her glory. Notice what she looks like, what she's wearing, what she smells like. Become intimately familiar with her presence. Bastet does not speak, but she does take both of your hands and hers while she looks into your eyes. You now feel a rush of warmth encase your body, but not from the fire. The warmth is pure and radiant. You may feel some tingling in your hands, feet, or even your scalp, as you allow this warmth to flow over and through your body. You feel entirely safe and protected by this warmth, and as you are experiencing this moment in your spiritual form, you can feel any negative bits of energy being plucked from you. The rush of warmth is searching your soul for things like worry, stress, fear, hatred, sadness, and insecurity. One by one, it removes each of these from you. As the warm energy does so, you feel yourself become lighter and more relaxed. With each passing moment, you feel weight that you weren't originally aware of lift from your shoulders. And at last, you are finally free. You are cleansed of all that would ail your soul. And with all that negative energy gone, you can see your own true potential. Bastet has freed you of anything that could hold you back or stop you from achieving your goals. As the warmth begins to leave your body, you feel years of turmoil and agony leave with it. You feel just like a kid again, and like the world is your oyster. Bastet releases your hands and gently caresses your face as you realize that she is offering to protect you further in the future in return for your worship and reverence, as well as your continued loyalty to your truth and your path. Whether or not you decide to accept is entirely up to you, and Bastet will accept and honor whichever answer you choose. I will give you now just a bit of time to decide and communicate with Bastet further. And once you feel that you have said all you need to Bastet, you hear the following words come from your mouth as thanks. Great Queen Bastet, protector of raw and common household alike, I kneel in your shadow and I am overcome with gratefulness for the blessings you have bestowed upon me today and all blessings before that I am not aware of. You have shown me a great kindness that I was not owed, but you gave me anyway. You, benevolent and fearsome Goddess, have no obligation to me, but regardless you extended your care for your blessings and grace, I am eternally thankful. Go swiftly now to your duties, as I will not keep you, but please know that in my heart I hold your kindness with sincerest gratitude. As you finish speaking, Bastet nods her head to you, stands, and walks away down the Nile. You sit by the fire she created and you watch her magnificent being until you can no longer see her. Gaze into the fire and feel a deep gratitude as well as capability fill your soul. You know that since Bastet has granted you some protection, you are free to devote your time to what you love to do. You feel inspired to be bold and take up space and fill your life with creativity and purpose. And the fire begins to slowly fade down to embers. Once it is nothing but ash and smoke, come back to your body, wiggle your fingers and toes, stretch, and when you're ready, join us and open your eyes. I'd like to begin the sermon section of today's episode with the following prayer to Bastet. To Bast, who grants the best of blessings, I offer my praise. O mighty Eye of Ra, O Slayer of the Serpent, Mistress of Bubastis, your city of famous name, Well honored you were in the fairest of temples, Well loved you remain throughout the wide world, Preserver against all ills that plague us, Protector against all foes that imperil us, Yours is the care of humanity, our shelter and our shield, Yours too is the sistrum, the sweetness of sound, The joy and the pleasure of dance, the delight of good company, laughter and song. O goddess of merriment and mirth, I thank you for good friends and good cheer, for respite and rest, for the comfort of love, defender of the good and the right, I honor you, O goddess, devourer of evil and disorder, I honor you, O bast. So, as in most cases with the deities I cover, Bastet has some layers here, but her layers are a little more obvious and not as subtle as some deities I've covered in the past. Bastet has domain over many things, but primarily she is a goddess of protection and fertility. And the sermon is going to be a little different because I'm not approaching it from the angle of encouraging you to embody Bastet, but instead I want to approach this from an angle of appreciating what Bastet has already done for us and what she will continue to do. Bastet is a protector and defender for those in her care. She smites the wicked and rewards the just. And she is also a fertility goddess, which can be taken literally or metaphorically. I believe I've said this in the past, but pagans are some crafty folks. I have never met a pagan that doesn't DIY or create or work to bring life to their ideas. And that work is itself a form of fertility. We may have fertile bodies, but we also have incredibly fertile minds. And like those who try to conceive with their bodies, we too must take extra care in ensuring the fertility of our minds and souls. But we are only human and our society is in shambles and it feels as though everything is more important than our creativity and exploration. I, for one, have a million things I would like to be doing to learn and create and grow, but the real and scary world has this nasty habit of getting in the way. How many times have you told yourself, oh, I can't do that thing because the literal weight of the world is on my shoulders just because I'm alive, but someday I'll get to it? Personally, a lot of my creative potential is left unreached because my mental health is almost always on the precipice of collapsing. And I'm sure most of my listeners can relate to the image of getting done with work, eating dinner and consuming mindless media until bedtime because we are just so exhausted. And I think too that in times of stress, we, especially those of us in Western societies, feel this pressure to solve our problems ourselves. We tend to focus on our individuality to the point that it cripples us. We feel guilt or shame when we reach out for help because we know everyone around us is also going through hell. but. As I was researching for this podcast, I had the thought that if we could release our pride and lean on others, we could all probably be in much better shape. So how does Bastet fit into all of this? What am I getting at? I came to the conclusion that not only do we struggle with asking our fellow people for assistance, but we struggle with asking the gods too. We tell ourselves at our lowest points that we are undeserving of grace, that we are insignificant, and that the gods have more pressing items to attend to. Or maybe you're like me and you fall in a rut, stop giving regular offerings, and then you feel that you've let the gods down. So why would they assist you? And then the endeavors of your fertile mind are incapacitated and limited to the bare minimum of surviving. And you know, I worry that I may be oversharing and projecting here, part of me worries that this isn't a universal experience, and I hope that you don't relate to any of what I just said. But the part of me that knows people, and knows pagans, knows that this is something that we all struggle with, at least from time to time. And the beauty I see in Bastet as a protector and fertility goddess is that she offers us protection so we can pursue our own fertility. If you ask for grace, if you offer worship and sincerity, she will show you her benevolence and goodness by shielding you from the worry, fear, sadness, or anger that you don't need. And don't get me wrong, those feelings are important to process and understand and resolve. But how many of us struggle to release them? Whether we hold grudges against others or ourselves, or we poorly direct our anger, we feel insecure, or we misplace our blame. We have a tendency to carry all this weight long past its expiration date, long past its time to help us grow. And why? For what? Is it because we have been conditioned to feel so poorly about ourselves that we're convinced we don't deserve to let go of bullshit? Have we accepted the notion that our worth only lies in hating and harming ourselves to benefit others? And maybe I'm reading too far into it, but I have a strong feeling that we could all benefit from learning, by the best of our ability, to let go. And now, we're not living in a world where our literal crops need the watchful eye of Bastet and her cats to protect our fields from dangers, but we can always take these literal domains and apply them to our more metaphorical, spiritual lives. We all have something growing within us. We have ideas, beliefs, visions that need gentle care or they will not come to fruition. And Bastet cannot stop the world from interfering with our harvest. But if you allow her, you can ask her for grace and she can lend her aid in your metaphorical fields. She can help guide us and show us how to perfect our fertility and creativity. She can protect us from our burdens that would get in the way so don't hear fertility goddess and think you are exempt from Bastet's domain simply because you are not trying to produce offspring. All of us could use a little assistance with our creative endeavors and we should feel safe to lean on Bastet. Believe me, no matter how you may feel about yourself in this moment, you deserve kindness, patience, and grace. What I'm getting at here is that maybe we should reflect on the ways in which we may be holding ourselves back, recognize that we are wondrous but finite minds, and invite in someone that can help shield us from ourselves. If you agree, I think you may find some solace in the following prayer. Vast Lady of the East, I give you praise. You walk with me in the sunlight, you guide me through the shadows, and I am blessed. Lady of Ointments, Lady of Perfumes, Lady of the Flame, I make offerings to you. I light candles in your name, I offer sweet-smelling incense to you, that you may be pleased with me. Eye of Ra, Devourer, Avenger, Protector, watch over me. May I be protected from harm, and may I live in good health, and may my path provide abundance. Lady of Cats, Lioness, Invisible Paw, I delight in your emissaries. Unseen, they surround me. They walk beside me and guide my steps. They share my home and hearth. You call me to service you, and I willingly respond. The final thought I want to leave you with is that we all deserve to thrive, not just survive. And life can be short, so let's do all we can to create and wonder and learn and explore and not just exist solely as a cog in the machine. Defiantly grow your crop and then another and another holding Bastet's hand while you do so. Thanks for listening today. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pagan Preaching. You can also send me an email to ethne.aon at yahoo.com. And if you want to support me and the show, you can always purchase a tarot reading on my Facebook page, Ethne Aeon Tarot, or send a donation to Ethne-Aeon on Venmo. Thank you all so much and have a great-